I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is Babe. Babe. Hi. Hi. It's the most babyest time of the year. Wait. It is true. Actually, it is the time of year, I think, where people become their most babe self. I I mean, I have been. If they're with their families, they're definitely babing out because that's where you just like reach your not final form, but first form. Yeah. I'm I'm like full reversion at this point. My mom called me this morning. She texted me yesterday and was like, at the Dr. Loper's office has a dentist appointment if you want it. And I was like, yeah, I want it. And like, was like hoping that she would just call and set it up. And she's like, call them. And I was uh. like, no. And then <laughs> she called me this morning and was like, did you call them? Like, what's up? And I was like, I don't want to do it. And like, was literally like a full blown baby. She Why was do like, you get so petulant? I don't know. She was like, I'm not responsible for your teeth. Yeah, and she's not. Like, Why not? But you made me. I know. And you like, made I, my teeth. I really go back into like a little baby mode where I'm like, I need you to do everything for me. Everyone does. Yeah. I get on the phone with my mom and I get exhausted after 30 seconds. Like full blown like Epstein bar fatigue takes her to bed. <laughs> like literally like I'm like, I get like faint and I'm just like, <laughs> like, it's just crazy. She goes on these long winded stories about nothing, blah, blah, blah. I think we've talked about this but well, moms love a monologue a momologue a momologue it is a momologue i literally could like some days when my mom calls me it's just like i'm like hey what's up and then it's it's 20 minutes of a momologue and it's like it'll go she'll work out an entire scenario like she'll like work through a scenario oh mine too my mom just called me yesterday to talk about what we wanted to eat like Christmas morning because we're oh, not eating that's until a, four. That's a really good mom a lot. So, My mom has done that. Uh, oh, too. she loved it. That's yeah. like that's where she lives. That's like her richest material. So mm-hmm. she's like, should we get like could I I could get deli meats the day before? It's all it's all disgusting options, by the way. It's all like weird. She's like cheese crackers, and I just know that her. How version is that of, disgusting? No, because I just know her version of cheese and crackers is like her loading up at like fucking Costco or something, <laughs> like getting some fucking Vaughn shit. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not a cute little charcuterie moment. Yeah, it's like a charcuterie. Ew, <laughs> Char- Charcuterie. Yeah, <laughs> it's gross. But she like like, uh, and, like daily meats. I'm just like, no, stop, mom. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. My mom will go and she'll be like, what should we eat for thing? It was Thanksgiving eating was like the last true mom along. And she's like, we could go to Whole Foods and like blah, blah, blah. And then like 10 minutes later, does she's she cook? like, she does every once in a while. We cook some stuff, but like most, she's what are you not eating like a for huge Christmas? cook. Uh, we have not figured that out. Oh, drama. I mean, the th- good thing is I cook. So I, and I like yeah. to do it. So as long as someone just gets the groceries. Wait, I'll Christmas day, is it going to just be you and your mom or your dad? Oh, it's me and my mom and my dad, my stepmom, and then my brother is in Jake. Town. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's going to be. I just don't love Christmas. Like, I, I feel like it's like there's so much 
pressure put on Christmas to be this like day yeah. and it's never going to live up to when you're a kid, when you're like so excited and you get like a shit ton of presents. So I don't really care about like, it's like I'm down to spend time with family, but like, I don't need it to be like this huge magical day. Holidays are for when you're a child or you have children. It's really hard in the in between. Yeah. Like what is, makes a holiday great when you're 30? I don't know. Holiday parties. Like to me, that's the highlight of holiday season is going to fun holiday parties and being with friends. This That's... year's holiday parties were a TBD. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Honey, you I... know it and I know no. it. No. You know what? It. You know what I do know is that you stayed out till 5:30 in the morning mm-hmm. on Saturday. I did. You always you always are the last to leave. And I'm not always the last to leave. That's you, a bold-faced know, lie. But, That's an actual lie. But, babe... Ryan, you, why are you lying about you have, me on our podcast? Babe, there's been so many nights where we've gone out and you've been like, I think I'm going to stay. And I'm like, uh, are you sure? And then you're like, yeah. And then you like call me right when I'm like going down the driveway. And you're like, just kidding, just kidding. Because I think you assess the situation. Like, you have a moment of queerity. And you like look around and it's just gay men that are shirtless, ready to fuck. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't be here anymore. Yeah, but that this was not one of those times. No, like you wasn't... were leaving. You came to like the after party, which was a true shock to my system. I when know, I saw you gasped. You, yeah. When I was like going down the stairs to go get like another drink. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like some ghost from Christmas past, Ryan O'Connell Boo. appears. And I was like, <gasps> You did. Babe? And then I couldn't believe it because he never comes to the after party. I never come to a second location. Well, you never, actually, no, ever come. That's not true. You I, did one other time this year. Yeah. And I left because there was like some like exec doing coke. And I was like, I got to go. <laughs> it was really like coke exec lit it, that when one she was, night. Like, I remember she was like, <laughs> we got to do a meeting. I fucking love you. Like she was like crazy. She's like, I fucking no, love you. I loved her. No, she was great. But I also was like, it's time. It's a wrap on me. I was like, and scene. <laughs> like... <laughs> See you at the general, honey. <laughs> like, <laughs> yikes. This got a little too specific. Okay. Uh, I'm <laughs> you know like, I mean? yeah. Uh, well, I liked her. No, she was nice, uh, She had but, a great energy. But when, you, when you're watching us exec do coke, that's your cue to leave. That's like when you turn into a pumpkin. You know what I mean? I don't know. I was, in, I was weirdly into it. <laughs> well, because she was like weirdly into you. She well, was, yeah. Like, I'm like, you can do as much did, coke by as way, you Did want. you ever meet with her? No, because I have nothing to meet about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, leaving, I'm leaving everything. I said, you know what? The rest of 2017, I'm not trying. The only thing I'm trying is the podcasts. Yes. That's all I can do. That's like, I'm not going to try. Like, everything that I've tried to do that's not a podcast this year has been a fail. So that's not true. I know, but what can you do? So true. So I couldn't believe that Ryan showed up to this after party. It was truly a Christmas miracle. And then he stayed and stared off into space for like, 30 minutes maybe and then you were like i gotta go over it yeah that that little twink guy troy savon or whatever was there Mm -hmm. he looked like a little christmas elf (laughs) he's a christmas angel i was like what i was like kind of i mean he was he was a look he was a look i'm obsessed with him i don't know him i don't know i don't know him i don't know him either do you know him i mean i met him like multiple times over the weekend but he's just like a true angelic tour de force yeah his boy is that a, was that his boyfriend? Yeah, his Literally, boyfriend Jacob. Like, I'm obsessed. They look like identical twans. They look totally like identical twans. They look very different. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Troy's they look, short. Jacob's tall. That's it. That's all you got. Troy's blonde. Jacob's brunette. They have the same face. 
No, they both yeah. have angel beautiful they faces. They both have angel beautiful faces, but that doesn't mean they necessarily look the same. I think they look very different from each other. All right, I love them. Someone's don't come here to talk team, shit about Troy and team, Jacob. Team Troy I will Savant. take you down. No, they seemed sweet. I didn't talk to them. I just know that they looked like little elfin twink creatures. <laughs> They're lo- they were the most beautiful people. At the they party. are. They, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. My kings. They're great. So then my new friends. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I'm like, Troy and Jacob, get in here and like replace you on this podcast. Well, I remember like you said like this one weird thing to Jacob. What did I say? He was like, well, you know, we have a house now, so you should come over. And you're like, yeah, can I move in? He was like, (laughs) he was like, what? He left. I was like, Laura. Obviously, that was a joke. I know it's a soft joke because if he had said yes, yeah. I would have been like, "Great." No, I know you would have like skid marks on the driveway, like pulled up. But also, that's a joke. I know, I know, it's a joke. Ugh, God, you lived to shade me for my party antics. But guess what? I had a really fun time. <laughs> no, I know you're the one that was weird. You stared off into space and then you left. What do you mean? You didn't. You talked to no one and you just stared into. The uh, I talked to Tony, my little angel Tony. Mm-hmm. Actually, his name is Antonio. I can't call he him is Tony because he says only close friends call him Tony. Mm. So I was like, okay, well. You're not at a Tony place. No, but I think four hangouts, I'll be at the Tony level. Yeah. 2018, so, yeah. work on the Tony. Work on getting to a place of Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. He's yeah. sweet. I, a lot of, that party was, the after party was more fun than the party party. Yeah. There was like one sketchy person there. I forget who. There's always like a weird person. There's always a There's TBD. Always, like, That's a what makes straggler. a party kind of fun is when you have one TBD. There's always like a, some like vulture in the corner, like sucking everyone's blood. Do you know what I mean? I was not affected by this person. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> Me either, but I just know that they were there. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it. So Ryan stared off into the distance and then finally like Jonathan was like, okay, we're going to go because he was actually socializing. Yeah, he and was. then. And then you guys left, and I, at that moment, I was like, okay, well, I can either go now, or I'm, like, committed to just, like, seeing where this night takes what, me. Where did it take you, by the way? What were you doing till 530? It just 530? took me... I was just, like, chatting with people and smoking weed. You were smoking weed? Yeah. Oh. I was just, like, blazing, and then I talked to, like, I talked to our friend Henry for a really long time. Oh, Henri was there? Yeah, oh, Henri right. was there, and we connected deeply. How, how late did Henri stay? Henri stayed late, honey. Henri stayed late? Yeah, he stayed until, like... Maybe he stayed until late. We talked for like an hour in the kitchen. Oh my God. Amazing. Our friend Henri, aka Henry (laughs) is a teacher and he does this amazing pen pal program. And so I've been doing it. It's incredible. And I was just telling him like, I, as a writer am am terrible at deadlines. Like truly. Really? Oh, I'm bad. It's always been a problem for me. And oftentimes like I read, like I when I was home, I was reading all these like teacher, um, like reading through my grades from boarding school and like teacher comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I still do this to this day where they're like, I would just like not turn papers in ever. Mm-hmm. I'd just like make A's and like do really well and then just not turn in a paper. That's crazy. I know. And then, I, or I would just like, do a bunch of things and then just like not do something. And that's always been my vibe, like as a human being and something that like I am going to work on in the future. But I was like reading those things. I was like, Oh my God, I've been this way since the dawn of time. I've always been, I've always come alive with a deadline. I love a deadline and I love giving myself deadlines. In in college, we'd have like a 10 page paper due and you have five days to do it. And I would write two pages a day to make sure I wouldn't be so overwhelmed. Oh my God. You're really good at that. I'm like, I'm so bad. And so with Henry and this pen pal thing, it's like you 
you trade maybe like one or two letters a month with like a, a student that he pairs you with and they write like they write you you write them obviously yeah. you know what a pen pal means yeah but <laughs> i'm like a pen pal is when um but for me it's been really good for deadlines like i have not missed one because good. i like really care about the well, girl yeah, that i'm like writing i know like and i'm like if over. i let her down then everything's then i'm a fucked up human being so it's like it's actually been the perfect and like a really good like writer experience of like learning how to like talk to someone i was good. just like i'm all about this program i'm like when you need me to come in and talk to the kids like, oh you should yeah i should there are a lot of people who don't make the deadlines i'm not gonna name names but they know who they are oh no a lot of people, a lot of don't. people don't and i was just like it's I weird can't... it's like why would you leave this like junior like in high school like high and dry that's so rude i just like i it truly it's the only thing i've ever really truly turned in on time consistently <laughs> that's great i know and well, i was now like we know wow. what it takes you need to just be motivated by a 17 year old like crying in a corner i do if, if every like exec that i was so dealing with a 17 year old girl was a 17 they will be girl. soon enough yeah trust me. <laughs> and Not they were the like, new future really sad and they were like <laughs> and then i would like turn in everything yeah that's your motivation yeah oh honey honey speaking of 17 year old girls i want to talk about the premiere of real housewives of beverly hills um i know that we're strictly i mean i don't think we we talk about what where are you giving me that look nothing what i just sometimes you like try and act high and mighty about reality shows. What do you mean? You just like ha- look down your nose at certain shows. Like what? On Bravo. Like what? Like Vanderpump Rules. I don't. I'm on the podcast. Wait, are you insane? Well, sometimes you just act like you don't want to talk about it, but I know that you do. Sort of. It's complicated. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So I've been watching uh, Real House of Beverly Hills since the beginning. The first few seasons, if you've watched them, you know that they're incredible. They're like works of art. You have, yeah. You have Kim Richards, who's basically like Jerry Blank, IRL. <laughs> and she's like falling apart and she's crazy and she's like calling everyone a slut pig. Then you have Brandy Glanville, who's insane and a, a total lush and wackadoo. Then you have Taylor Armstrong, who's really dark and their husband commits suicide. You have Camille Grammer, whose season one was truly a daemon, but then like got her shit together when she saw the edit and just like became mute and was like, I'm just not going to say anything. But she like fully redeemed herself in season two. Like How? she became fabulous. She was barely in it. She was like barely in it. She just didn't say anything. That was her. Like, that was her move. It was like, okay, well, if I talk, bad things that come <laughs> out. So I'm gonna just literally be in a corner. I love and Camille. ask questions. No, I know, and I love how Camille just shows up to everything and doesn't say anything and doesn't do anything. It's like, why is she here? She just wants to be part of the crew. They're yeah. her friends. No, I know. I love when Camille dances, but her in season one, that's like a real killer performance. Yeah, like she is truly the most vile housewife I think in housewives history. Oh, I don't know. You- Daniel Staub was no but no season one Daniel Staub was unstable and unhinged like Camille Grammer was like so smug and superior on a way that in a a like it was just very dark like she had one friend Dee Dee and Dee Dee was like her slave (laughs) and she was just like what I have like a lot of nannies like she'd always like talk in this weird like coquettish baby voice Mm -hmm. and just kind of like and then like like smirk and like she like what she would do is she'd bait someone into saying something awful at someone else and then she'd be like oh you're so bad but like she wouldn't say it herself she was really manipulative and toxic anyway um so after all that happened the first three seasons I think the the like the franchise took a nosedive and became really boring because they don't really talk about anything like it all comes down to geography like New York New Jersey like they'll have it out immediately like they'll air their drama and then they'll be done in Beverly Hills it's all predicated upon being fake and nice nice so 
there'll be the drama that fuels like eight episodes is like something that you'd get done in a cold open of like a real houses of New York episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally like, wait, Lisa Renna said what? And then that is just like seven episodes up. Did Lisa say that? No, I think she did say that. No, like, and then it's like, then they have like one fight about it that you've waited for like literally two months for. And it's so stupid. Anyway, the point is that it's gotten really boring. It's boring. But if they are spent, like if the real housewives of Beverly Hills are just spending money and like going on crazy trips, then it becomes worth it. Also, Erica Jane is so perfect that like she makes it all worth it. Like she is just reality TV gold because she's so funny and she's so honest and she's not fucked up. Yeah. Like someone tweeted us being like, is Erica Jane a babe? And she's, she's only, a babe exclamation. She's only babed out. She's only been babe once when she, I don't think you saw this episode when they went to Tokyo. Oh or, no. And they went to China. She's like, you don't know what I go through at night. Like she just starts. So- it was No, bizarre. I love her. I think that it was, was like, bizarre. that, she seemed, just that read to me down. like a jet lag moment. And I think then it was she, jet lag. And she immediately was jet like, babe. she was like, I'm sorry. Like, no, I know. She immediately was like, that was weird. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> she literally like, came favorite. out of her psychosis. I'm like, woo, back to the races. And that's how like, that's how I babe out is yeah. like, I go full nightmare. And then like less than 24 hours later, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't you, know you what do happened. Do yeah. And I own it and you then move it. on. Uh, I don't have to buy of, it because I own speaking it. Speaking of owning it, Lisa Renna is my queen. See, people are really polarized about Lisa Renna. I, I love her. I love her Lisa Renna. she's the only one in that franchise who's willing to actually work for her paycheck. She's like, okay, no one's going to say anything. This storyline's going to be really boring. I guess I'll just like throw a wild accusation about Dorit doing coke, which by the way, you know she was doing coke. FYI. She was doing coke off her baby's like misshapen head. <laughs> that is like due to neglect. Seriously, she's like doing bumps off that weird bull head that you get when you you lay baby. the baby down. Yeah, in the when crib you don't for too long. Yeah, like both her. Does his head have that? Yes, both her babies have weird developmental problems, basically due to neglect, and like she never sees them. Oof. And like it's so dark, like she never sees them. That's like a type of reality show darkness that I just like <clears throat> can't get down with. Like that's why I had to stop watching like a, ch- a so, mom neglect moment. Yeah, like a southern or just children being neglected on a I reality know, show sad. is like this feels wrong. It's really wrong. It's like, wrong. Like, like, like Thomas Ravenel with uh yeah, and I don't think that it's like I think term. that there should be a line where it's like this is not for our entertainment anymore. Like this is actually like sick that this is happening and like. It just can't affect like little sweet innocent. Dorit's whole thing going into it was like, you know, I actually got to like talk to my kids this over the summer, and like they're really cool. Oh, and then it was she's like, like I met these two little people who have been living said, in my house, and I've always wondered who and are you. I kept you? trying to spray them with bug spray, and they wouldn't go away. <laughs> and then finally, I realized they're my children. <laughs> so we went to Miami, and I spent like a lot of time with them, and I we got to know them. It's we had like, lunch. We had one lunch. Heard, it was great. I love that the whole episode was like covering everyone's journeys like in the past six months for the majority of the episode which was like catching up on what i've been up to kyle richards her fashion is a babe like totally personified. she's a babe personified for sure i just got full her- body chills in my hair like my arm hair just went like no like i know kyle like richards. my shirt her just, like, went upside down on my body like it just that turned shirt upside down that she wears that is like everything she wears she everything lives, she lives for a bell sleeve like a huge, unfortunate bell sleeve, a Birkin, and like a long statement earring. Kyle puts on like a nice outfit and then just goes abracadabra terrible. And then it just morphs into something unwearable. It's like, not I feel a like, nice outfit to begin with. No, honey. I know. But I feel like even if she had a nice outfit, she'd find a way to fuck it up. Like yeah. she's, her style is truly atrocious. Also, like she's very body conscious. 
but everything she wears makes is so unflattering for her figure. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like that weird billowy striped shirt that looks like a tent that you buy at Home Depot. The striped shirt that literally looked like a Cruella Deville like yeah blouse. Yeah, I know. So, it looked like Cruella does the Hamptons. Who do you think is the most babe out of all the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Um, I think Erica Jane is babe exclamation yeah, point she, for sure. Um, I think I think. Release Serena's babe exclamation point. No, totally. I'm here for her. Uh, Dorit is a babe oh, question a babe mark. Question when mark. she showed up with that hair, that fluffy oh, hair, that, that wig? wig, or oh. whatever it was that she couldn't even, it was beyond her control. Uh, she looked like she Tina Turner. Yeah. It, was, it looked like a Tina it was Turner a true wig. babe. Yeah. Dorito is a babe. And then... <laughs> call her Dorito. Dorito. Oh, right. Who calls her Dorito on the show, right? They called her Dorito on the show last Did they? Year, if so. no one's calling her Dorito, it's a huge missed right, opportunity. Right. She'll yeah. always be Dorito to me. Yeah. Like, I love her, but I also, she's a babe. Yeah. And who else? Having a fake a- accent is a babe move, too. Uh, it's a true babe. It's like a Lindsay. It's like people who go by their um, middle name instead of their first name. <laughs> yeah, that's a real babe. Um, who else is on the show? <laughs> Kyle is Kyle's a babe. babe? She is. No, Kyle's just a babe, period. Because it's like, you don't need to dress like this, but you choose to. So it's just like, Lisa babe. Vanderpump, I'm like, whatever. I don't care about her. At least as a babe. She's Exclamation. Fine. Is she really? She's a babe, comma. She's just friendly. She's so, I don't know. No, she she's seems... friendly. She's like manipulative. She's but like Lisa manipulative does and dark. keep it, the show going as well. She's working for that show. I guess so. Mildly. I respect Lisa Vanderpump. Mildly. She works. She works. Who else? The Melon Camp is just a babe. She's the ba- I love the Barry the lead where she's like, I wasn't grow I didn't grow up with anything given to me on a silver platter. <laughs> yeah. And then like twenty minutes later, she's like, My father is John Mellencamp. She's like, like, I know the value of the dollar. I'm like, Do you work? Like, <laughs> also, she's like trying to come in as like the woman with the personality. She's like, Look, I can sugarcoat this, but my husband, <laughs> he was a one night stand. Okay, and you're like, Okay, she's trying to be like, <laughs> she's trying to be like the funny, like you know what I mean? Like, I'm wacky, I'm flawed. If you have to explain your sense of humor like if you ever have to have a moment where a producer's like talk about your sense of humor and then yeah. you explain it you don't have one one night <laughs> bland like, i just have like a really dry sense of humor oh, I know. so if you don't get if what you don't i'm get saying it, and it takes you a minute that's, that's fine because okay. yeah. that's like how i am yeah. and it's like no a lot you're of just unfunny people say <laughs> that their sense of humor is dry when really dry is code for non-existent my favorite thing is and we had some experience with that this week is when what? a noller thinks that they're a loller oh honey <laughs> that is like so offensive to me. I know. No, no. There's nothing because most nollers, I think, they wouldn't even think about it. They would not think that they're a loller. The right? best is like, yeah. Like, well, Bob's, no. Did you see Bob Saga on Watch What Happens Live? He's like Ooh, the definition was a of a noller who thinks he's a loller. Noll. He's a noll. Yeah, he was but a, he thinks he's a loller. And also, the hallmark of like a noller is like if you. T- if you say the word "loller" to them, and then they try and correct you, or turn look down their nose at it, and they don't get it, they or have, they say "loller." Uh, "Loller," I can like uh, accept. If you say "lol," it's a lol. Lol. Lollers only, and so we just interacted with a poor unfortunate soul who like didn't understand. He was like not clear on "loller," and yeah. then also thought he was a lawler <laughs> yeah and that's all we'll say about that <laughs> trying to destroy my family <laughs> i'm like it was ryan's dad 
No, my If God. you're listening, you suck. <laughs> you know what you did. You know what you did. You and know I what you did, hate you. daddy. Signed, Lara Marie Shanehouse. <laughs> Fuck you. Merry Christmas. Just kidding, you fucking dollar. <laughs> I would give you the gift of laws for Christmas, but you wouldn't know how to use them. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah, I know. It's true. Uh, no, it's not my dad. My dad is like very dad like humor, but sometimes he genuinely makes me lol. Yeah. He has like some gem lols in him. Mm-hmm. They just have to be like awoken because he's like in a tomb. <laughs> like, <laughs> Your dad lols. I've seen him lol. He does lol. He loves to he lol. He does. He loves to lol. And he yeah. is a loller. He is a loller. He yeah. might not think that he is, but some no, no, lollers. No, no, he thinks he okay. is. No, the, my the dad thinks he's wit. Some his, lollers... his AOL screen name was a bit of wit <laughs> when he was dating. <laughs> that's it a was, good screen i know a bit of wit i would have i am with him yeah <laughs> maybe you did <laughs> who knows i'm like spoiler i cybered with your dad yeah. <laughs> spoiler we fucked <laughs> and it's been a long con that's why i'm telling you this today merry fucking christmas did you ever like cyber with your friends on no and in- oh <laughs> <laughs> what was that like a normal thing oh my what god does cyber means like, cyber sex what does that mean do you just like Right, I'm touching you right now. Oh my god! When AOL happened, my friends and I would go to each other's houses and we'd go and chat like sex chat rooms. Oh yeah, I think I would do that. Find someone and then take the chat out of the chat room and then we'd like cyber sex with them. I didn't do anything gaw. There's a lot of people that like did a lot of gaw things. In what's a gaw? Gay. Oh, gaw a straw. (laughs) <laughs> what you've been trying this is a new thing ryan's no trying to make happen do- as of 24 hours ago i know but it's funny i've been seeing gar straw semi occasionally uh, uh the, literally the last time i heard you say it was last night so like less than 12 hours ago Whatever, but i I'm love it and out. i support it and now i'm aware so i'll Good. support your godness yes okay. so i didn't do anything gaw. I, I don't know why we didn't do anything gay we just we did no, like, i didn't straight- do anything gay oh it's about me <laughs> Don't you don't you understand? <laughs> but like, did you get is this a girl okay, I think this is like a girl thing that girls what? do in groups. Like the way we discovered like our sh- our sexuality was like we would go Figure each other? No, no. We would go like it would be five or six of us and we'd go into these chat rooms while we Figure were on sleepovers other? and then babe, stop being gross. You're being like a straight man right now. Am I really? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's you're making like Fuck. you just did a, a straight man gnaw where you make the same sex joke twice because it didn't get the law I'm you wanted. So at first. sorry. That was a straight man gnaw move. It and was. I, I deeply apologize. Thank you. And, I pre- I accept your apology. And I'll penance I'll do penance for it later. I forgive you, but I'll never forget <laughs> what you did. Um <laughs> I won't either. We'd go in these chat rooms, we'd find someone, then take the chat, and then we'd all be like hovered around the computer. And we wouldn't be like necessarily turned on, but who knows what the person on the other end, and we'd like cyber sex with them. We'd be like, say what you're doing, and like, and, and just what go. Would you go. What would you guys do on the other end? Just lol? We'd or? just lol, and then we'd be like, I'm coming. And they'd be like, <laughs> ah. And then they'd be like, oh. And then we'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> this happened all the time that's hilarious and then like sometimes we'd watch like softcore porn like on cinemax or something like mm-hmm. just turn on like a, some shannon tweed like porn and just like oh, watch shannon tweed yeah Whoa. she was like the first wasn't pair like, of boobs skinemax? I... wasn't she kind of queen of skinemax yeah and we would like watch these like porns but it would be like a group of girls and it wouldn't turn sexual with any of us it was just like we were all kind of like watching and learning together so when i was in middle school i think i told you this story i was i was at a franz house we were having like an all-boy sleepover 
and someone like mentioned like masturbating because we were like in sixth grade mm-hmm. and I had not actually masturbated before because I had not gone through puberty. I didn't go through puberty till seventh grade, but I guess all the other boys had. <laughs> <laughs> and they were Wait, like, how old are you? You're sixth I was grade? in sixth grade. Okay. And how old is that? Like 12. Okay. Um, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't go through the change till seventh grade. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, they were like, so you like you masturbate? And then they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, everyone was like, yes. And that's like all we could talk Did about. Did they say like, masturbate? Yeah, like, or jack off or whatever. Okay. And then we had this this playboy um, with Sable on the cover who was like this WWF like woman, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know her, but go ahead. And <laughs> basically, the whole evening climaxed, no pun intended, with <laughs> um, us coming... Us going into a each going into a bathroom and jerking off to this Playboy, and like well, like the, we just like hung out in the bedroom. And yeah, like, they like jerked off, and it was so funny because I like I didn't jerk off because a I had never jerked off before, and b I was not going to jerk off to fucking Sable. <laughs> Although at that point I could have jerked off to like a fucking Formica, mm-hmm. like at that like, it's like <laughs> you're I, like a kitchen island. Yeah, literally, I'm like oh, <laughs> that's colander. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but it was funny. I, I, it was such a weird thing to do. I mean, it was basically like one step away from being a circle jerk. Yeah. But kids I, do that. Like, no, kids I know. Are so exploratory. So I wish we would have been like, I wish we would have done a circle jerk. <laughs> You're like, I wish we would have all fucked each other. I know. I wish we would have just came on each other's faces. The kids like, don't know to do that. You're just like, oh my God, like this whole world exists that I've never even known, which is like sex. And it's like, when you're little like that, you're kind of just like, what is this? It's like right. silly and you don't really get it. And then you get older and then you get it. And it's then you funny. get older and you don't get it when you want it. Well, and I, then you I, die. I remained, <laughs> I remained friends with one of the guys. Like he lived in New York and I would see him every once in a while because mm-hmm. we're mutual friends. And it's like, I always want to be like, hey, remember when you jerked off to Sable in the sixth grade? And you I should. Just sat in the bed and waited. <laughs> I don't even remember if there was like any noises. Like the whole thing was so weird. I mean, I would honestly, it would, it would not surprise me if none of us masturbated that night. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's more about like, I think the bonding experience and anyone like yeah. getting off when yeah. you're that young. It's like, I remember also going to Astro Camp in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And do you know what Astro Camp is? <laughs> is it Astronaut Camp? Yeah. <laughs> and I had to go and I was just like, Oh, it's horrible ryan o'connell goes to astro camp you don't want to see that movie change the fucking channel <laughs> so um basically we were like we had to shower after like swimming and we were all naked and there was this one guy with like a big dick in the fifth grade mm-hmm. and we were all like johnny god <laughs> <laughs> they're like whoa you have a full i remember one guy was like you have full bush man you have full bush he had a full bush in the he had fifth a full grade bush yeah he was like actually 35 no, he was like yeah you want to touch it no um but everyone was like it was hilarious. We were all just like marbling at his penis and his like big bush. And we're just like, cool. We we're like literally like high-fiving. I'm like, good for you. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Well, that's just a wild journey. I know. It's true. I was popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because I was a lawler. And people love, honestly, like people will erase any prejudices they have if you make them laugh. Like, if you make them laugh, you can get away with anything. And yeah. you can be anything you want. It's a superpower. It yeah. really is. I, I've, like, trolled so many people in meetings, like, subtly, just through the power of lols. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And it's almost like a drive-by troll where you just like you take the troll, you literally douse it in lulls, and then you just shoot it towards their face, and it hits them, and it feels like a pillow rather than like a jagged knife. And then they're just like, (laughs) wait, what? (laughs) Lulls are the key. Lulls are the key, and you can extend. It's like it's a very powerful tool, and one that if you use it correctly, it can be really amazing and incredible. What do you think that like a gnawler can become a lawler? No. No, it's innate. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, no. Like, either you have the power to law or you don't. But maybe something could happen to someone. No. They... Okay. <laughs> no, because I, I truly believe it's it's a lens that you, see the, you world. see the world. Yeah, and and that's innate. Like, you either you either look at a situation and you immediately see the funny in it and the absurdity. Like, that's the thing that I've noticed about my family who, God bless them, they're not lawlers mm-hmm. usually. Like, something will happen to us and the like I'll be like, oh my God, that was so insane because of reasons X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh. And then they'll laugh, but like, that's not how they perceived it. Like, they, yeah. didn't, they did not see the law on that. I have to point it out to them, literally create a map, draw an arrow. <laughs> and then w- when they see the arrow and follow it, they still can't find it. Then I have to, like, blow it up, put it in HG, and then they're like, oh, and then they laugh. You lead but them it's a, to lols. Oh, honey, breadcrumbs, 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 because they need it. But then, And then they laugh, but, like, I'll be like, oh, we just had the same thing happen to us, but your takeaway wasn't this immediate funny thing. Yeah. Like, okay, that's so you have a different prescription than I do. You know? Um, let's, uh, <laughs> as you say, so bored. I, I know. I was like, let's switch gears. What do you mean? I think it's interesting. Well, no, it is interesting, but I want to talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we are currently having like a crisis of identity because, yeah, you know, what are you talking about? The Vintner's daughter. Oh, right. We realize that it's not as good as people are making it no. out to be. Vintner's daughter might be... Vintner's little, slaughter. Yeah. Because, so Ryan gave me like three test vials of it, which is like enough for probably like two weeks of... Oh, really? No, it, it, actually not that many. But <laughs> I've been like, really... Wow. I haven't been using it every night because I want to savor it and like... Let, but I used it like three nights in a row. People swear by it, by the way. It's like... The new This is like the new, like like anyone who, yeah, Goop is literally like jizzing over it all the time, like into the gloss, like can't stop talking about. It's like anywhere you go, people are trying to like push Vintner's daughter on you and you're like, I don't have $180, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm just going to be a garbage troll for the rest of time. And then you like live your life feeling so sad that you can't get in on this Vintner's daughter club. Spoiler alert though. I'm pretty sure Vintner's daughter made me break out like all over my chin. What about you? It made me break out. Yeah, I I never break out my face, thank God. But um, but I've started to break out a little bit near my like right here. Mm-hmm. Where's that area? What would you say that is? It's like your jaw, kind my jaw, of. or kind like of around my jaw, around your mouth, around my mouth. Yes, around my mouth. Duh. Oh my God. <laughs> like what is this area? <laughs> what is this area? I'm pointing to around my mouth. <laughs> literally um, your mouth. It's like, and I never break out there, but I've been breaking out there ever since I started using Vintners and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I got, I'm hurt. Yeah. And I was breaking out all over. Maybe I like trusted the wrong people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I was breaking out like all over my chin. And then Ryan and I had this moment last night where we were like, we're breaking out. And like, and then we realized that we're now choosing to blame Vintners. Well, I don't know. I don't know who to believe anymore. I've been actually really trolled because I went to uh, that celebrity facialist, Terry Lawton, and she told me that I need to stop using Lemur moisturizer. Now, I have really, really dry skin. I'm like scaly, scaly like the snake in Anaconda. But you need to drink more water. 
okay, but like it's also just like I have psoriasis and like rosacea, like whatever. Yeah. So I've been using La Mer and La Mer is really thick. It's a really intense moisturizer, like mm-hmm. very intense. But it really it kept my skin smooth and moisturized. And then I go see Terry and she's like, You can't use La Mer. It's no, like mm, for bit she like Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Forbid me from doing it. And then she gave me her own fucking serum. And I'm just like, wait, now my skin is drier than ever because I stopped using La Mer. And maybe Dry I need to go bone. Back, maybe I need to go back to La Mer. You probably just need to incorporate. Yeah, maybe. Also drink water. It's been dry. I know, but like, whatever. I just think that like, I, I, I think I've been led astray. And also I want to use the goop. I want to buy the goop Insta facial. Also we, I bought and Lars going to try it out too. this new, really chic Korean facial called the Hannah cure. Um, God, I wish we could get like fucking like skin promo- like promoters. Well, we'll Although we we tell the truth, and so maybe they'll be scared. Well, I'm like send it to but, us, yeah, and we'll please, t- and we'll see. Um, Hanicure is like the new it facial, and it's supposed to be incredible, and it's supposed to like tighten the fuck out of your skin and make Love. you look amazing. So I got like four facials like coming to us for like an at home moment. Chic. Um, wait. Should- so has anyone else? I want to know if listeners have had a bad experience with Vintner's daughter, Honey, and then we're like- gonna. And using then Vintner's gonna, daughter is like a normal thing. Like people don't use it. I know, but if they do, I'm like, I don't use it normally. But when I did, it was tra- traumatizing. So I want to know and start a support group. Did you read this? A um, recovery group for anyone that's been wronged by Vintners. Uh, did you um, Did you see that article that was about how this year became like using skincare as like a coping mechanism? I honestly truly believe that like because everything is so everyone feels so out of control with the state of the world that like people are cho- like turning to their skincare because it gives them like some sense of control and like a world of chaos. Well, that must be nice for the people that can do that. <laughs> I was like literally Lara uh, always coming in with the- <laughs> I'm like yeah. fun for them. I love how they coped. I'm like I coped by just like upping my Prozac and like <laughs> hiding in my apartment for days on end. And I just put weird potions on my face. That's yeah. what I did. I found I've found like some skincare stuff that's like not expensive that I use now, but it's Good. been I haven't been able to like truly go down my preferred skincare path which well is i'll like, get the goop facial stuff and we'll try that okay cool i mean our friend says it's amazing yeah so we shall see um you wanted to read your poetry did you oh not? yeah so <laughs> I, I always do so here's the deal i actually love so i used to have this thing called a live journal which may date me i don't know but it was really hot in like the early aughts and it kind of acted in a, in a similar way as like instagram or twitter or myspace or whatever where it's like it was an online journal and you like you could be public or you could be friends only and you could just like curate your life and like make it seem really chic or make it seem really bleak. I don't know, whatever. And you could be like live journal famous too. Mm-hmm. Cause like you, if you like posted like my live journal was really well curated. I like only posted pictures of like hazy Polaroids and like vague entries of me and my friends being fabulous and having fun. Mm-hmm. So I like, like people like, I had a pretty popular live journal. You've always been into like an online moment, an online prez. Yeah. Well, I was always, I've always, always good at doing the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was always good at like presenting myself to the, 
to the internet yeah in a way which i know sounds dark but you know was also a really big live journal or was um bethany costantino oh really she was huge in live journal that's how i met her was that's through how live you guys journal. connected well I, I i knew her through live journal we were live journal fronds and then she started doing this um band called bethany shariah that was like very like rilo kiley and I loved it. Have you heard her no. stuff? Oh, honey. It's, it's like, great. It's like teen angst, Rilo Kylie, Jenny Lewis. It's like perfect. Oh my God, fun. So actually I went to shows when she was doing Bethany Shry in high school and stuff like that. She Bethany was also really good at doing the internet. Like, I just think that like, it's, I know it's like a dark thing to say, but like. No, some just, people have that and some people don't. They're just like good at presenting themselves and like are funny and like, like whatever. They just like know how to do it. Yeah. Like know how to appear cool, whatever, whatever. I'm good at like a, I'm. And I can tell this story after you finish, but like I, I just realized like my skill on the internet is like making things go viral. You are, yeah, you're good at making things go viral in terms of your own presence. It's spotty. It's at best. spotty. Yeah, yeah. You're inconsistent. You like forget to like promote babe. I know. I just don't you, like, forget, and you forget to like promote sup. I get really like insecure about self promotion. Really? Yeah. Oh, like I, I just I don't. don't I know, but I just it's something. It's I have just to, my. It's I have my, to scroll through all this, uh, this other shit. You know, it's like fuck it. I'm gonna do. I me. just get like overwhelmed, and then I get insecure, and I don't want to post anything about myself. It's really, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it is weird. But I do have the ability. I have the ability to make things go viral and like make like a viral lol. Yeah, you do love a viral lol. I love a viral lol. Um. So anyway, I I had this live journal and. I really went crazy when I broke up with my boyfriend in high school and I wrote really bad poetry <laughs> and I just want to share some of it. Share. Okay. Sharing is caring. Um, some of them are too embarrassing. I mean, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> this is really actually embarrassing. So wait, you broke up with your boyfriend. This and is, I just wrote poetry. Is this the high school boyfriend? Yeah. This okay. Was like this is Michael a, who this you was called senior year high trash. School who I called Teen Trash. This was senior year of high school. I would write poetry. And I wouldn't even post it, actually. It was just on this, like, in this Microsoft Word doc called Writings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this one's called Summer. (laughs) Great, great title. Even the warmest seasons leave me feeling cold. And you can't ignore facts that stare you right in the face. The facts being that falling in love again is not as easy as remembering how to ride a bike. There are holes that might never be able to fill in ever again. You're so ready and willing the first time you give yourself to someone. You can only give so many times before you decide you'd rather take. And once you become a taker, you become a goner. (laughs) It's kind of true. This is feeling true and not weird to me. What it comes down to is that when I drive around this town, I'm reminded of mistakes I made at 17. And I'm not fucking 17. I was 18. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to make that goddamn mistake ever again. So please, some leniency would be great. It's It's hard to live in the... Wait. It's hard not to live in the past when you are living somewhere that feels like a museum. People, places, and things all feel like artifacts. I'll take it all in stride, but it's very frustrating when you find yourself waiting for phone calls that haven't come for a year. Everything here remains frozen, and when you step into it, you yourself become a little frozen. In life, you're always pushed to move forward and to move on, but it's hard to do when you're kissing the same boy that wouldn't love you at 16 and most certainly won't love you at 19. Oh, I aged myself up a year. (laughs) You can't do that when the beach still isn't that great and you find yourself bored to tears when the sky turns black. How can you change when you're somewhere that doesn't? That's like me being like, I want to get out of Ventura. Yeah. Yeah. That seems just like fine. Seems fine. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't put it in the New Yorker, but it's not like... (laughs) 
It's like Zadie Smith. <laughs> it's not like embar- it's, not, I don't it's think my that's cat embarrassing. person. It's my cat person. <laughs> this is your moment. Yeah, I mean, it's like whatever. Okay. okay. I think it's like valid. I have- you had feelings and you said them really well. Okay. What's, um, read an embarrassing one for the love of God. I don't know. Some of these are actually not that bad. Okay. You're like, what I'm realizing is that I'm an amazing wordsmith. I don't know. This one's called Legacies. We come out of our mother's womb and start running away from day one. Our fathers gave us the backhand and we gave them a hug because it was all we could do to stand up straight. Parents are everything. What every- does that mean? I don't know. My dad never gave me the backhand. Yeah, I was like, your dad, dad abused me. <laughs> <laughs> Parents are su- seen as extra fat, something that we need to suck out of us to feel light. But uh, I'm sure. <laughs> parents are like lipo? I guess. <laughs> But I'm sure when we have our own, we'll realize what assholes we were and send massive apology letters. But what if they're gone already? Parents usually die before us and only live in our eyes, our weight, our hairline. So when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we better like what we see. We can't look at ourselves and see the face of a mother we were never able to love. These are simple ideas with complex emotions. Don't make mistakes you can't undo. A face can only endure so much. A heart can only feel so much. Smile and take your mother's hand. You shared the same body for nine months, and now you're going to love her with all your might. That's sweet. I guess. I don't know. I mean, babe, this is if you were my son and you were writing this poetry, I'd be very encouraging to you. I'd be like, keep on writing. Oh, wait, this one's good. Okay. One year stand. You worked well for that one night, but all the other ones, I was closed up for good. And when you left me, I was drinking champagne and spitting it out at your name. I'm not holding on to you anymore. So I hear you're dating Mr. Wonderful now, and I really do hope that works out for you. I'm not sour, and I'm not interested in being interested in you anymore. It's so exhausting, and it got me absolutely nowhere. I was sad, but now I'm getting what I want. And as far as Mr. Wonderful goes, well, he can go fuck himself, because you're not keeping me up at night. Don't come home. That was your Alanis moment. I know. It was like... That's when Do you I stress you out? <laughs> my sweater's on backwards and inside out. Yeah. Yeah. That was my... <laughs> You're like, are you thinking of me when you <laughs> fuck her? <laughs> I know. No. Anyway, Love. Yeah. Well, well you, know. you know, you're a talented writer. Congratulations. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, one more. Okay. okay. If someone asked... If someone asked what our love felt like, I would say that it felt like the paintings everyone saw in the 60s where the color was never well defined, but always memorable. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I it makes sense that. to me. Okay. <laughs> and if someone asked me to remember every detail, I would only be able to remember sleeping the days away with a boy naked. And the one time when you made me sob and all I could look at was the torn fabric in your jacket because if I looked at your face, I would realize how ugly you were. And I wanted to think of you as beautiful. If someone asked what our friendships felt like, I would say it felt like one of those shows where you see you see on the television with everyone laughing and crying together. And I would say that together we all made mistakes and we put that stuff up our noses because we could and because it was Saturday and there was nothing to do. Had you done coke at this no, point? No, of course not. <laughs> but at least we were but at least we were together. If someone asked how close we all felt to one another, I would say that our parents drank and loved us when they could, but our friends all drank together and we could love one another all the time. And that time when you let that boy push your face into the ground, we were there to pick you up, even though we knew it would happen again. We weren't going to feel like assholes when it did happen again. If someone asked me if we all, if it was all perfect, I would say no, but it makes perfect sense for us to all be together enjoying one another's imperfections. If someone asked me what, it, uh, if someone asked me if this is what I want, I would say one mustn't ask so many questions, but yes. I well, like that. Really? Babe, I think these are good. I don't know. I wish I felt this insane. Sometimes I miss feeling so lit i mean you think i, probably I don't feel think lit. that you're you're i think you still feel really lit 
<laughs> I don't know, but I want to feel lit. Like, I want to feel like live journal lit. Well, I don't know. Get <sighs> really depressed. Okay. I'm like, make a series of bad decisions. But I think, I think depression in a weird way is like, it's like, it deadens things. It, it mutes feelings. It doesn't, I don't know. Like for when I've been really upset, it's been like more paralyzing than like, I don't know. I think for me, it like makes things feel so loud, but there's no way to get it out of my uh, system. That's real. I don't know. I just, you stop getting as lit as you were when you were a teen. No, as you get older, I know. like you just, you just temper about this. You, I know yeah, it, you, it just kind of flattens out a little bit. Yeah. There's not like really highs and lows anymore. There just is what it is. Yeah. But it's like nature. It's like, it's a yeah. real nature moment, but I miss like, I just, it's funny. Cause you think about being like all the feelings you felt as a teenager and like falling in love as a teenager and like having these like relationships and it's just like, you're so dramatic and everything mattered so much. And it's just right. like, it's just not the same anymore. No, it's, it's not. different. It's not necessarily even a bad thing that it's not the same. It's just like, you're different now. I know. And you still get emo and like write on your Tumblr. So I do. My Tumblr is my like, lab girl. Yeah. Like it's not really, I don't, I would say that venture to say that things aren't that different for you. Okay. You might be right. <laughs> Read my Tumblr. It's called my live journal sucks.tumblr.com. I love you being like, I need to read this embarrassing poetry. That's actually like not that bad. <laughs> Looking well, for validation. It's just embarrassing. I'll give to, it to you. To... <laughs> it was good. Can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> no, so you can finish yours. No, I, I'm. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just what, what I'm saying is like maybe the writing isn't technically bad, but feeling those things is embarrassing. Like remembering feeling those things, and like also just like what it is. It's like wanting to be so deep. Yeah, and like that's what it is. It's like this kind of attempt at deepness that you just don't have at seventeen. Yeah, but wanting everything to be like so profound and like making up an abusive father and like no, I like coke and all that stuff. Like I didn't do any of that. I would write poetry. I'll try and find it because I think I have some journals laying around. But like I remember this one poem. Did you keep a journal in boarding school? Mm, every once in a while I have some stuff but I wasn't very consistent with writing yeah but I can find it and like I have I read a bunch of letters that I had written to my mom but they were all really nice because like (laughs) I was like oh wow I was such a nice little like sweetie but so I would write before I got sent to boarding school I would sometimes write poetry and I actually like I would tell my friends and I would talk about it. And one of my girlfriends was telling me that she wrote poetry and she told me this like really intense like poem that she wrote. And then I just stole the last line and like incorporated it into my own poem. Really? Yeah. Honey, Cause I was like, it's deep. I love that. I love you just stealing. I just stole her poem idea. And then I was like my poem now. If that was the internet. You'd be crucified and would never work again. I know, but I wouldn't publish. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that and like publish it, but it was like in my journal. I was like, this is a deep moment that speaks to me. Oh my God. I love it. It was Laura, like a poem about, it was like a poem about like killing yourself oh. and, and like bleeding out on the bathroom floor and then someone discovering you and then all they care about is the mess you made Uh, and i was like no i love it and then i like wrote my own version of it and i was like anyways oh my god you made a mess yeah it is dark (laughs) yeah it's very dark but what are you gonna do (laughs) i love how you think like talking about her sexual past you're like this is too sad and you're like anyways there was a suicidal poem about bleeding out well you know what 
It always veers into a dark area. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. So let's talk about our babe of the week. Okay. Mine's mine's uh, Sky Ferreira. Yeah. Sky um, is at Sky's it again. Sky's bathing out again. <laughs> well, she's bathed out a few times. And I actually, I don't Sky know Sky has been has spent Q4 of 2017 being in a perma-babe state. I don't know. Her internet presence is actually very weird. And it's like, she just, like, she always takes these really grainy photos of, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. And she always, like, it's like, her camera is, like, basically, like, a VHS cam. It's like, the I'm like, do you have an iPhone 2? No, I think she probably has, like, an iPhone 5. No, but I think she, like, deliberately tries to make things look like shit. Yeah. I think that's a her It's an aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, grungy and weird and, like, untortured, you know? So, anyway, she put up a new update for her music. <laughs> I'm putting out new music really, really, really soon, in parentheses, for real. <laughs> Early 2018, it's a series of songs, not my album, that melt together like soap. So she... Melt together like soap. So what she, does that even mean? Yeah, that? soap doesn't melt. No. <laughs> no, actually, no. What? No. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Um, despite illness and 95% of what I post day-to-day seeming otherwise, aka me sharing absolutely nothing... Sometimes her thoughts are a little scrambled eggs. I try to avoid writing about things before they are finished due to time and the universe. <laughs> well, she hasn't actually done that, though, because she's been she writing. Always a, talks about, she's always talking about. Wasn't she, Every time she's like, I have new music. I have an album. I'm touring. But it doesn't yeah, happen. No, I know. It never happens. Sky. Um, okay. So talking about. Um, sorry. Talking about what you're doing is different than actually doing it. Z. true no it's very true. <laughs> true sky but i wish that she would um take her own advice yeah so i mean you know, so she's still, she's still just doing sky <laughs> <laughs> so maybe in 2018 sky will have like a melty soap of songs a melty an album songs, yeah. which is separate from the soap which, melt way, i'm sure it'll be great that's the frustrating thing no about it will it. be I great like her music oh her I, music's great did you did you hear her cover of easy for the baby driver soundtrack no, great. you know how I feel about Baby Driver. Well, I know, but the song. Well, I just, it burned me once and I never went back, but Fair I'll enough. check it out. It's good. She's um, fantastic. Yeah. And so maybe 2018. I would love to have Sky on this podcast. Can you imagine? You know, she follows me on Twitter. Would she lol? I don't know. I mean, I think once she realized that we were making fun of her and her illness, I think she would be <laughs> a little unsoothed, as I, w- I would imagine she'd be. Well, she could like... I mean, I'm not making fun of her for being sick. Like You can apologize to her. Yeah, but it's like, it's this idea of like... She's just she's just having a babe no, moment. If you can't admit your excuses and it's like and it's always like vague tweets of like um, things I'm excited about for my album coming out. Number one, someone else will have to take fi- find their own creative vision. So she's like subtweeting someone. Yeah. For like stealing her steve. She's always like subtweeting someone or something. Always. And like always, and always, by the way, always blaming everyone but herself. Like, yeah, like that. I blame myself. Song always rang false for me because like she blames literally everyone but herself. But I blame myself as like the victim. It's the victim stance to take where when you're a victim, you do blame everyone. And then you're finally taking back and being like, I blame myself, but you're, but she doesn't blame herself. I know, but she's by doing that, she's like letting everyone know that she blames herself and it's their fault that she blames herself. It's like like a reverse psychology. I understand. Reverse psychology. Jeez. Sky mail. <laughs> That's what we should call. We should have a, a weekly update of Sky and call it Sky mail. Yeah. Well, we update kind of whenever she's babing out. She's been. I, I feel bad because she's actually she has babed out and I've forgotten to mention it. Well, you better stay on it. I know. I'm trying to. See this is else. your wheelhouse. I'm trying to see what else she's done. She's done some weird stuff. Anyway. Cool. Anyway, Sky 
maybe 2018 will really truly be Sky's year to shine. I hope so. And I I think she should go on the pod, come on the podcast if she was willing. Totally. Yeah. Standing we'll invitation. <laughs> Run, don't walk, Sky. <laughs> um, my babe of the week is Molly's Game, the movie. Oh my god! Because you I watched it, it last night. I fucking loved it. I fell asleep. I loved it though. It reignited saw. my passion for cinema. I was just like, "This is a good movie." I can- I haven't seen a good movie in so long. Like I just can't tell ya. And Molly's Game rocked my world. It's the best movie of all time. Jessica no, Chastain is a queen. Molly Bloom also a queen. It's amazing. Who's Molly Bloom. Molly. Oh, the, the girl that uh, she plays. It's Molly. Oh, it's Molly's, Molly's game. game. <laughs> Who's Molly Bloom? Jessica Chastain to me has the chicest career ever because she just like stars in Oscar movies, like two, one or two a year, mm-hmm. and she has really amazing politics. Like she's woke as fuck, and she's like, I don't know. if She just like is a true. I don't know much about her life. I don't know much about her. I feel like she came out of nowhere. She did kind of, but she was simmering, I think, for a long time, like trying to work. Because, like, she. What did she do before? I feel like she, she was around. Just, she just did she, not have, like, a moment. She didn't have a breakthrough. What was her first from. moment? Didn't she lie about her age? I don't know. I don't, do. blame, I, no, don't I don't blame, blame any, a woman for that. Oh, sh- no, please. I don't either. I mean. <laughs> I'm like, that's rude, Ryan. Take it back. Do not no. come here to talk shit about Jessica. <laughs> I love Jessica. I'm telling you that. Okay. Although. I saw her in this play in New York called The Heiress, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. The play was? She, like, and she was terrible. It was shocking. So she plays this woman, <laughs> and she played her as if she had special needs. And I literally, like, during the intermission, was like, turned to my friend. I was like, is she supposed to like be like slow developmentally? And someone behind me was like, oh, my God, I thought the same thing. <laughs> and she wasn't. She wasn't. No, she just played her like she was. Well, maybe that was a choice. I think Jessica's making great choices. Oh, I think she's incredible. I'm just telling you my experience at the heiress. I didn't start this podcast to have you shit on Jessica Chastain (laughs) to my face. Jessica Chastain. (laughs) (laughs) Molly's Game. This podcast is brought to you by Molly's Game. (laughs) I know. This podcast is brought to you by Aaron Sorkin. This is why we'll never be able to get advertisers because I just like, we'll bring something up and I'll be like, well, listen. (laughs) No, we can have advertisers. We can have anything we want. That's true. I take that back. <laughs> um, Mo- yeah. So see Molly's game. I'll be seeing it. Tweet at me about Molly's game. It's the only thing I want to talk about. Really? Yeah. It's a powerful journey. Okay. Lolly's game. <laughs> Lolly's game. Lolly's right. game. Chic. I'm in. I'm going to watch it tonight. You're well, going to love it. Good. Um, I'll be all alone. I'm sad. You and Jonathan both are leaving tonight. I know. What are you going to do? For I don't know. I mean, I have plans. It's like, you know, I have, I have plans. I just, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Is that it? Um, oh, let's oh, read don't we a, have emails? Yeah, we have some emails. We have babe mail. Babe mail. Babe mail. Speaking of emails, I signed up for Kamala Harris's oh, we have- thing, and she has never stopped emailing. Every day is an email. Really? I'm like, Kamala, can you just chill? Chill. Like, yeah. I support, but like, I can't do a daily email. Yeah, that's true. Do we have a song of the week? People have been loving our singing. Specifically my singing, most my velvet baby. voice. <laughs> I was singing, it's the most babyest time. Or babest, it's the most babest. No. Honey. No. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so someone's writing about Kel on Earth. Oh, yeah. 
Which I love. I love. I need. Say? I can't read they it. said, "Hi, Ryan, Lara, longtime Lawler, first time caller." Aww. All of this discussion of immortal one season reality shows, R.I.P. Gallery Girls, got me thinking about another Bravo gem, Kel on Earth. I truly believe the reason we didn't get a second season is because everyone that participated in season one watched in horror and realized <laughs> how truly deeply awful they were. Kelly was probably mortified by how it made her company look, or maybe not. Say la vie. But remember when Stephanie Voorhees lost her shit over folding <laughs> jeans for Fashion Week or over folding envelopes for Fashion Week or over the seating yes. chart for Fashion Week? It's yeah. not brain surgery, said so the other Stephanie. Stephanie. Would love to hear your thoughts if you remember it as well, fondly as I do. I will totally go there with Colin Earth because I was a huge fan. I've rewatched it multiple times. Kelly Catrone was a queen. She was a queen and then I got over her. Yeah, I well, loved her book. If you want to cry, if you have to cry, yeah, go well, outside. By the way, I got that really autograph good by book. Kelly. Oh, so, chic. One of her, her assistant was a big fan of my stuff on thought catalog and he was like do you want and then kelly wrote me a note in the uh, in the thing like a long note love i know what'd she say to you i don't know but <laughs> her story is incredible she was like doing meth and then like and she has a methy energy to her she does well so so kel on earth is incredible and i actually think that some of the people did come off pretty good like I, you just feel bad for everyone and kelly actually comes off the least great because she's like abusive. Yeah, she's mean. She's abusive and it, and she creates a toxic workout work atmosphere. Yeah, I need to rewatch because I like I I don't remember anything about there's, that show except that I loved it. There's two gays. I think they're both named Andrew. If I'm not, no, no. There's, yeah, they're both named Andrew. And there's one, two Stephanies. One, yeah. <laughs> so one Andrew is like a rich kid goth who's like a trust fund kid. Oh my god! Long yes, hair. I and remember Andrew him. Mokamal or something like that. And then the other one is this like he was iconic. Oh, there's my honey. Oh my, my god, my darling, honey. Oh my god, this is a really good chance. My darling's going off to the war. Hand this to Jonathan. We have a guest star, Jonathan Parks Ramage, Hi, here honey. to talk about Molly's, Molly's game. game. <laughs> Lara is a is a Molly head. I'm a Molly head. I'm a fucking game head. I'm high on Molly. Hashtag addicted to Molly's game. Yeah. Hashtag addicted to Molly. Addicted to Molly. I think it's a good career direction for you, honestly. To like love Molly's stakes. game? Oh. Well, that's the first <laughs> step. Love it. I was like, great. It is my new career direction is being obsessed with Molly's game. <laughs> first you start the fan club, then you start the high stakes poker ring. Okay, yeah. I'm like curious how I would get into a high stakes poker game. I think you have to. I mean, I think you can actually do it just by being like a hot waitress with somewhere that there's I want to do bags. like the gay version of Molly's game Molly's and infiltrate gay, Molly's game honey. where it's I get in I, I can infiltrate gay poker and get all the high rollers <laughs> gay poker is just extremely low rollers oh do you know what I mean that's not gonna work for me I know I don't think rich gay people play poker uh, yeah why would they <laughs> <laughs> like so honestly lame. why would they <laughs> that's the fatal flaw um, I have to catch a flight, but thank you for letting me appear. On thank you the for being a guest star. Ryan airs all our dirty laundry. <laughs> tell me about that. Where Ryan says every fight that you guys ever have and talks about it at length. I know he does. Now Ryan's just che- Ryan's checked out. Ryan's checked out. Ryan's checking out a WM9. Ryan's doing middle. business right now. <laughs> Can you tune in? Sorry. Be present. I'm leaving. My I feel like an army wife. My darling, come back from war. <laughs> 
This is the voice, the by the way. The, right? Because every couple has their own, like, little weird voice way of talking to each other. And Ryan and Jonathan have invented, like, an old Irish man. My darling. My darling. <laughs> my darling. My darling. <laughs> my darling. My darling. <laughs> Give me a kiss. No, come on. Yeah, this feels this is on the air. Podcast, I love you, honey. He goes, my love. Come I on. I miss you. My God, Bye. Bye I love Have you. a good Call trip. Molly's game. I will have. Okay. Molly's game. That's how I say hi and goodbye right now. <laughs> Molly's game. Molly's game. Molly's game. I'm in jail. I'm gonna miss him. Um, okay, back to Kel on Earth. Okay. I'm gonna revisit it, but I can't really speak. It's but I remember Andrew, who li- had no stakes, and Kelly just loved him because he was rich, like in chic and like whatever. Yeah, he like gender bended, like, and that was like a the chic thing. And she thought and he was funny, and like didn't hold him to the same standard as other employees. There was I'm- this um other girl that Stephanie, not Stephanie Voorhees, who was like an idiot. But honestly, like you honestly feel for everyone there because the, everyone is so abusive to each other. Yeah, like it is a really toxic work environment so like i think that when you first watch it when you're younger like i was like 21 or 22 you're like oh everyone's a fucking idiot and then you're like oh actually kelly gutron is a fucking monster yeah and she like creates a very hostile work environment yeah um but yeah there was like this one girl stephanie everyone is just so unhappy Mm -hmm. and it's like what like what blows my mind is like i get like going through a lot of shit for like your dream job but to like go through that amount of shit just to work in pr is actually insane to me what i to don't have like a passion for pr in such a way that you would like literally get shit on every day for like years just to be like a pr girl yeah i'm confused i really disagree with that kind of office culture that really i think is mostly prevalent in like the entertainment industry where it's mm-hmm. like or in like pr fashion or mm-hmm. film where it's like yeah, you're going to be a fucking underling and we're going to shit on you for like eight years. We're going to haze you. Yeah. And it's like, that sucks. Like what? Like they, you have to do like shitty things for your well, job anyways is, and have like, a lot of responsibility. But like the abuse does not need to trickle down. And well, that it's, it's from year. Like obviously the people that are doing it to well, you, it, they, it happened to them. But I really think like that's not, po- that's not positive for anyone. Like who does that benefit in the long run what, besides just the person that's being abusive? What I think it kind of comes down to is like people feel like, well, I endured this. So you have to endure it too. I know, but so it's there's like, no one, there's up. no one cool enough to like break the cycle of abuse and be like, actually, that was really horrible what I had to endure. And I would not want to subject anyone else to that. My God. When I was first moved to LA, I got an internship at, this is funny. I don't think I can say where, okay. but, um, I got an internship at this production company and then I eventually became like the second assistant to this producer at the production company and his first assistant or his second assistant became his first assistant. And she was really nice to me like all through my internship and she knew that I really wanted the job and like Mm -hmm. vouched for me to get the job and was like so nice until the day that I started the internship and she did a 180 complete turn and became Kelly Catrone and like literally would just like she would like humiliate me in front of other coworkers. That's like Devil Wars Prada. I'm yeah, it was fan. like full blown Devil Wars. I was like, uh, I thought we were like on the same mm-hmm. friend page, like loving to work together, and she just treated me like shit. And other coworkers, like execs, would come in the office and be like making small talk with me or whatever, and she'd be like, "Shut up! You can't talk to her. Just shut up." 
and like make people not talk to me. And then like she wouldn't, she wouldn't like explain to me how to do things or she'd do it really fast. So I couldn't get it. And then she was just like hazing me and being like so rude. And then finally I was just like, I just like couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, fuck you. And then I just like gave her attitude back. And then she called me at 1130 at night one night and she was like, it was like I would be at this job for 12 hours a day, just like answering phones and like what doing whatever it is assistants do. And then I'd go home and chain smoke like 50 cigarettes to like try and deal with how stressed I was. And then she called me one night at 1130 p.m. And she was like, if this is going to work, we need to be friends. So just say it if you want to if you can't do that. And I was like, uh, if we're going to be friends, like you need to be respectful to me. Like you treat me like you don't like me. And she's like, don't put this on me. And then she was like, <laughs> and then hung up. And then like a week later she fired me. And I knew that she just wanted to fire me. Like I right. knew that it was like, she, she was mad that like, I think she was mad that people in the office liked me and like liked having me around and jealousy, jealousy. And I'm not jealousy. like, I'm so fabulous, but it's like, thing. it was just like it, she, the way she turned on me was like, Whoa. And so she fired me and was like, so smug, like didn't even let our boss fire me. Like she manipulated it to where she got to be the one to like call me into our boss's office and like drop the bomb. And by that time I was like, so over it. I was like, I'm never working in this kind of job again. And she was like, I was like, what did I do? Can you just tell me what I did Like that happened? And she's like, it's just not working out. Ew. And I was like, uh, so what did I do? Like, Because I would love to just learn from my mistakes. And she's like, it's just not a good fit. Ew. And I was like, you can't. So you're sitting here and you're telling me that you're firing me because you personally, for a personal reason. She was like, I'm not going to say. And she goes, this is Hollywood. Get used to it. No. And I she said, said, this is Hollywood. Yeah. Get used to it. And I go, oh and then I just lost it. <laughs> I go, I was like, I go, this is fucking bullshit. And then like went and like cleaned out my desk, like like tears streaming (laughs) down my face and like ran out and like someone else, like another exec was like, who was terrified of her was like, what happened? And I was like, I got fucking fired. And then like (laughs) ran, I like ran into the elevator with like a box of my stuff and just kicked the shit out of the wall of the elevator and broke my foot. Oh my god. And then I like hobbled and like actually broke my foot. And then I like hobbled down to my this is car. Like the first scene of enlightenment. Yeah. It was like It's like literally Laura Dern. I hobbled down to my car and got in it and just screamed and like hit the hit like the steering wheel, like punched the steering wheel like ten times and then like zoomed out of the office. God damn it. I know I was like damn it! and then like zoomed out of the parking garage and the parking person was like are you okay and i was like no i'm not okay i got fired i got fucking fired and she was like i'm sorry and then i just went home and i was like i need a bottle of vodka and I was like, <laughs> a bottle of vodka yeah, and i got like drunk and then i was like i'm fired it was just like it was a true vodka yikes. i know i Jesus. don't know what i was in a real zone so then i wore i actually did fracture my foot and then i wore a boot (laughs) for like six weeks oh my god (laughs) and then i quit the biz i quit (laughs) and i was like i think i'm more of a creative tbh yeah which was true it's true so fuck you and then later i wrote in white girl problems there's a character that's based on her didn't you take a meeting at that company and then when white girl problems came out i had the most like truest phoenix from the ashes when we went in and took a meeting with that company and she she had to see that i was back and i was not gonna get fired again 
as a creative I did fart. you just fart? <laughs> yeah, I just farted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ryan. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. What's happening? I'm sorry. We got, okay, I think this is over. We went to, Gra- <laughs> we went to Gracias Madre and it turned out to be a journey. It's a journey. Okay, we gotta go. Okay, we gotta go. <laughs> Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.